What do you do to serve the Lord? What do you personally do to serve our God? I think many lay Catholics would answer that question by telling you what they do in and around the church. I'm a lector. That's what I do to serve God. I'm an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion. That's what I do to serve God. I'm an altar server. That's what I do to serve the Lord. I'm a cantor. I sing in the choir. I'm on the parish finance council. Now, please don't misunderstand me. All these acts of service are very good. Lay people have essential roles to play in the liturgical life of any parish, including ours. Lay people have essential roles to play in the financial life of every parish. I count on my finance council for advice very often. But those roles are only secondary. Even though they're very important, those roles that lay people play are not at the core of their vocations in the church. And it's important for us to understand that because there's a lot of confusion about this out there in the church today. In paragraph 898 of the Catechism, it says this, quoting one of the documents of Vatican II, by reason of their special vocation, and hear that phraseology, you as lay people, most of you are lay people, unless we have any religious or clerics hidden in the congregation, most of you are lay Catholics. You have a special vocation, according to the Catechism. By reason of their special vocation, it belongs to the laity to seek the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs, worldly matters, worldly affairs, and directing them according to God's will. Very simply, that means that if you're a lay Catholic, and as I said, most of you are, you're not clergy, you're not religious, if you're a lay Catholic, according to the church, you are called to live in the world. But you are called not to be of the world. And you're supposed to take your Catholic faith with you wherever you go. That's your primary calling. Your faith, in other words, is supposed to guide your personal life. If you're married, it's supposed to guide your marital life even in its private dimensions, even concerning what goes on behind closed doors. Your faith is supposed to guide your family life, your recreational life, and yes, even your life at work and at school. When I was a deacon back in 1985, at St. Philip's Church in Greenville. There was a lector at the parish, someone who read from the pulpit pretty much every Sunday, who was involved in local politics. Now he's a big political figure on the state level. I won't mention his name, but if I did, you'd all recognize it immediately. But this man was also pro-choice when it came to the issue of abortion. 
Thankfully, he eventually was told he could no longer serve as elector. I mention this man today because he's a great example of a layperson who was doing something for God at Sunday Mass, but who was not doing for God what he really should have been doing for God out there in the world. He was fulfilling a layperson's secondary role very well. Believe me, the man was an excellent reader, one of the best I've ever heard. But he was failing miserably in fulfilling the primary role of a Catholic layperson in modern society, at least according to the Church. His problem, of course, was that he had compartmentalized his faith, as many Catholics do. In the words of John Paul II, words that he wrote in his famous document on the laity, Christa Fidelis Laici, it was Deacon Fran's favorite document of the church when he was a layperson, before he was ordained. He read it beginning to end, told me all about it many times. But in that document, the Pope says, warns against the unwarranted separation of faith from life. And that's what this man did. He separated his faith from his life. His faith was for Sundays, for lecturing. His life, his politics, well, that was a separate issue. That's wrong. I was reminded of the vocation of lay people as I reflected on today's gospel, this text from Luke chapter 10. In this story, Jesus sent out 72 disciples on a special mission. Now, it was a mission that was slightly different from the one he had given to his 12 apostles. Jesus told these 72 to go ahead of him to every town he intended to visit to prepare the way for his arrival. They were not supposed to be preaching in synagogues. They were supposed to be sharing their faith with others in a less formal manner to prepare them to receive Jesus and his message. That, of course, is exactly what you are supposed to do as Catholic lay people, by your words, by your actions, by your example, in the midst of your everyday activities, your normal temporal affairs, you are called to prepare others to receive Jesus and his message. I spoke to a woman on the phone the other day who wanted to register for the parish and have her child baptized. That was wonderful. But during the course of the conversation, she indicated that she had not been practicing her faith for many years. Well, I look at this at moments like that as opportunities. Okay, that's the past. What do you intend to do now in the future? She was very honest with me. She said, Father, to tell you the truth, I really don't have any intention of practicing my faith in the future. I said, well, thank you for being honest. Actually, we had a very nice conversation. It was very cordial. But her idea was to have her daughter baptized soon and then let her daughter decide what she wanted to be when she was old enough. This woman obviously does not understand her role as a Catholic layperson. As a mother, she is called upon to teach the faith to her child. She's called to be an example of faith and charity for her child, to prepare the way for Jesus, 
to become the Lord of her child's life. It's not going to happen by magic. It's going to happen if she sets the example. Parents, I hope all this makes sense to you. Jesus Christ wants to visit your children and become the Lord of their lives. So he sends you ahead of him to prepare the way, like he sent those 72 in this gospel. Jesus wants to visit your workplace, as bad as it might be. I had a woman tell me this week how terrible the environment at her workplace is. Father, I don't know if I should quit or not. Well, whether she should quit or not is, is her decision. But I said to her, you know, God wants you to be 11 there. He wants you to be a positive influence. Maybe that's why you're in this terrible environment. That's true for all of us, for all of you as lay people. He wants to visit your workplaces and change the lives of your co-workers. So he sends you ahead of him to prepare his way. If you're a student, Jesus Christ wants to visit your school and change the lives of your fellow students. So he sends you ahead of him to prepare the way. Now, will everyone accept the message of faith and love that you bring? Of course not. Some, perhaps even members of your own family, will reject the truth of the gospel regardless of how lovingly, how patiently, how respectfully you present it to them. Jesus made that clear to the 72. He, went out, he basically told them, don't expect everybody to welcome you with open arms. It's not going to happen. But the difficulty of the task doesn't make it any less of an obligation. I'm sure some of you have been following the exchange that's been going on in the Westerly Sun in recent weeks. The big issues have been moral relativism, gay marriage, and embryonic stem cell research. Now, as you know, on a few occasions when the Spirit has moved me, and when I felt it was absolutely necessary, I've thrown in my two cents. I've contributed my two cents to the discussion. But for the most part, I've left the job of defending the truth in the hands of some very competent and faith-filled lay people from our community. Some of them scientists who know what they're talking about. But I've done that because first and foremost, that's their role, not mine. It's what they're supposed to be doing as members of the Catholic laity. My role as a priest is to form them in the faith so that they can go out and transform the culture. Jesus, believe it or not, wants to transform this culture of ours, this hedonistic, materialistic society of ours. He wants to change it from a culture of death into a culture of life. But that's not going to happen magically. And it's not going to happen if just priests are making the effort. For the culture to be transformed, he needs committed lay people to prepare the way for him. Like the 72 prepared the way for Jesus 2,000 years ago. St. Luke tells us that when these 72 came back from the mission Jesus had given them, 
They had good news to report. Yes, they had faced some difficulties. Yes, they had to deal with opposition. But because of their efforts, many people were healed. And many lives were changed for the better. Your mission as a Catholic layperson in 2007 is like the mission of the 72 in many respects. I hopefully have made that clear in this homily. But let me tell you tonight, it's different in one sense. Their mission lasted only for a brief period of time. Your mission, like mine, lasts a lifetime. When our missions are finally finished on Judgment Day, we will all be asked to give a report to Jesus Christ as to what we have done in his service according to our vocation. Let's pray that when that moment comes, we, like these 72, will be able to tell Jesus Christ lots and lots and lots of good news.